My new book is out, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital. It hit the Wall Street Journal bestsellers list, and I just wanted to say thank you. I hope you get it at capitalistbook.com. Here's what user Jay Eggleston said in an Amazon review. Warning, this book is addicting, is Nathan the new Tim Ferriss. He said, I met Nathan during my college days when he was still CEO of Hayo. I knew he was inspiration since the day I met him. The book is totally a Nathan Latka original, and this is the new four-hour work week. Warning, though, it is addicting. I'm not sure how long I've been reading it now, and the only thing that is making me from put it down is the dreaded workday tomorrow. Six people found that helpful. Get the book today at capitalistbook.com. Focus on the business model. Simplify was taken private by GTCR back in August, September of 2017. Again, playing you know aggressively in the ad tech space. They're processing hundreds of millions of dollars of ad spend through their platform over the past 12 months, and the economics look good. It must be working. Net revenue retention annually over 130%. Their team of 250 folks deserves a lot of credit based in Texas and other remote locations. Founded in 2010, passed a million bucks in 2011, 10 million bucks around the 2013 timeframe today, you know, call it doing well north of 25, 30 million bucks in revenue each year through their platform fees, management fees across about 400 paying customers. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Frost Prelo. He's the co-founder and CEO of a company called Simplify. He's an experienced online advertising executive specializing in targeting optimization and technology. Prelo focuses on corporate strategy, driving Simplify's growth and ensuring customer satisfaction. Frost, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure am. Ready? To, let's go. All right. Tell us about Simplify. What do you guys do and how do you make money? Uh, so Simplify is brings programmatic advertising to local advertisers. So if, if you know about programmatic advertising, it's taking over just about every form of digital advertising. Uh, most of the investment in it today has been focused on large national brands that are that buy through some of the big six agencies. We said we're going to go the other way. We're going to be the guys who bring programmatic to local, and so um, and that means we have to be very good at powering high volumes of smaller localized campaigns. So for the last year, the last month, sorry, we did 100,000 campaigns, about half of which spent less than $100 a day, or sorry, $100 a month, and the other half spending all the way up to like $1,000 a minute. Interesting. And is your business model a pure play SaaS model, or is it a percent of ad spend model? Uh, we're a percent of ad spend model, but we measure ourselves as a SaaS business, and we have uh, because of some SaaS investors we've had, and so we actually have uh, metrics that are favorable to many SaaS businesses. What does that mean? Uh, that means like our net recurring revenue. So if we didn't sell a new customer all year, we'd still grow thirty percent in a year because our existing customers come back. Is that um, another way of uh, saying net, net revenue retention annually is one hundred thirty percent? That's correct. That's great. Where's most of the expansion revenue coming from? 
um, typically from new products that we're rolling out. So programmatic started in display, uh, desktop display advertising and moved to mobile. We have a very strong mobile solution. And now a lot of the growth continues in mobile, but also in over the top and connected TV video advertising. Interesting. Okay. Uh, you mentioned investors. How much have you raised? Um, well, over we, we sold about a year ago to GTCR, uh, which is a private equity firm up in uh, Chicago. Prior to that, we had raised about $10 million. Okay, good. So, so not a ton. And were you one of the initial guys? You were the initial founder? That's correct. Myself and our CTO, Paul Harrison, uh, were both founders and both still active in the business. Well, so you frost, you know what they say, right? About acquisitions. How, how I do, don't know. How, how, once you make a guy rich, how do you motivate him? Why are you well, still? Why um, are you still there? Well, uh, they were very clever. Uh, GTCR wanted both uh, me and, uh, and Paul to remain on, and so actually, uh, although they they really acquired the company, uh, both of us uh, liked the business, wanted to keep working here, and we actually reinvested almost half of our proceeds back in the business. So they made are, you. They uh, made you buy. They made you buy back equity, huh? Well, I wouldn't say made. We were honored to do so, right, Nathan? <laughs> but uh, no, actually, actually, it was that was a favorable part of the terms that actually we could buy back equity on their on the same terms they bought because hey, otherwise, what would I do? I'd, I'd cash it out, I'd pay a lot of taxes, and I'd put it in T-bills somewhere. So yep. I'm happier having it simplify stock. Yep, interesting. Okay, uh, and how many customers are on the platform today? Uh, so we have about 400 customers that are billing customers. We have about 30,000 advertisers, but um, many of our customers are media companies who have thousands of advertisers working through them. Yep. And and I want to put this on a timeline before I get too deep into this. So when did you launch the company? What year? 2010. 2010. Okay, good. And do you remember how long it took you to hit a million bucks in revenue? Uh, that would have been in 2011. So, okay. And how much to, until you hit 10 million? Ah, gosh, that would have been, uh, I, you know, I don't remember those. I would have guessed uh, three years or so. Three, okay, so maybe like 2013 something? Somewhere in there would be my guess. Okay, and then are you comfortable sharing before you sold the GTCR, what was your trailing 12 months revenue? Uh, so we don't share that, but I'll say we're about 250 people now. We're growing at uh, 40 plus percent still, and we've been profitable uh, for the last three years. Okay, 40% in terms of your headcount or your revenue year over year? Revenue. 40% year-over-year revenue growth. And so, headcount head a little less than that, thankfully. Yeah, I was about to say, when I hear headcount, I just hear expenses. Tell me about revenue growth, right? 40%, that's pretty good. And you said you're cash flow positive? Uh, yes, we have been for the last three years. One of the reasons, uh, GTCR actually looked in this space uh, for many years for a company to buy. And one of the things they liked about us was both our profitability, our growth, and then our network, our SaaS-like metrics. Yep. Yep. I was about to say, you know, uh, private equity firms, you know, they have a tough time looking at top line revenue growth. They want to see EBITDA margins. So if you're cash flow positive, it makes sense why that works. They are absolutely our EBITDA buyers. Yep. Now, when the acquisition happened, I, I believe based on my research team said they just bought a stake, not the whole thing. Is that accurate? Yeah. Uh, Actually, one of the headlines came out saying they had a majority investment, but uh, accurately, they actually did buy the whole thing. And then you but bought then, back uh, some. Paul, Paul Harrison and myself bought back in, yeah. correct. Yeah, that's that's a nice, a clean way, to easy way to manage that cap table. 
Um, interesting. Okay, so so uh, I'm curious. A lot of the ad tech companies that I have on, uh, they are moving from a per trend, you know, a percentage of transaction model to trying to you know sell the ad tech software solution, right? A self serve SaaS platform. And some are doing really well. Some are not doing really well. Do you have any true kind of SaaS revenue, or is it truly just a percentage of revenue, and that revenue spend scales over time, so it looks like SaaS revenue? Uh, so today we are truly percent. We do not have any pure SaaS revenue. Uh, we have been completely transparent from day one. So all our customers know when they spend a dollar exactly how much goes to our platform fee. If they ask for services, how much goes that and how much goes to media and data. So we're totally transparent uh, on that side. But we, uh, and we are, we are working on and actually in beta on some analytics products that could be SaaS rev, pure SaaS revenue. Yep. But today, uh, most of, you know, really that's because the way the buyers want to buy, they don't want to, agencies don't want to pay us uh, a platform fee plus media. They want to buy, you know, one, one all in price. And, and that's the way, as you know, much of the industry is uh, evolved. That's right for us. Break down the economics for me real quick. Let's pull that dollar example forward. I pay you a dollar. What do you keep and what gets spent typically on average? I know it probably ranges wildly, but on average. Yeah. So typically, so platform fees, depending on, uh, depending on, uh, uh, depending on the size of the customer, typically go from high single digits to, uh, to the, to the mid teens. Uh, as far as the platform fee, uh, we offer, well, we have lots of customers using our platform on a self-service basis. We also offer a managed service. And so for those who want to use our managed service, we charge another 10% of spend, uh, which is actually considered these customers have thousands of campaigns spending $100 a month. It's, it's actually, I think, fairly inexpensive. Uh, and then the balance. And you call uh, that, sorry, goes, they call that the management fee? Uh, managed services fee. And you're like that, helping with creative that, there? Uh, mostly we're helping them traffic campaigns. So they're having, they want us to set up, uh, you know, a hundred campaigns for different locations I of see. Uh, franchises, set up geofences, pull reporting. Targeting, things like that. Uh, all, all that, correct. Um, and so th- th- those are the two buckets. And then the balance goes to media and data. That's great. After That's those great. Two. So let me just, let me break the down. I want to make sure I got it captured correctly. On a dollar spend I put through you, uh, on average, call it nine cents, maybe up to mid-teens, 16 or 17 cents would go towards your platform fee. If I want your right. help and say, Frost, help me with my 400 you know, car dealerships all spread out. Give me, give me ads for all of them. You might say, okay, there's another 10 cents on the dollar going towards the managed services. So worst case is you got about 26 cents on that dollar going towards the platform and managed services. The rest is going towards the actual ad spend. Correct. Both data and media. So on that side. Got it. Interesting. Okay, great. Um, healthy growth. Uh, launch 2010. Uh, team size says 250 people. Is everyone based in Texas or are they spread out? Uh, we got about 200 in Texas and then we got about 50 people spread around the country, mostly sales and all the normal places that you'd guess. Uh, but uh, some uh, some developers and other service people as well. And generally speaking, over the past twelve months, how much just pure ad volume was put and processed through your platform? So that's our, our spend. We don't uh, so we don't disclose that either. But we continue to see that that grow, especially as I mentioned on the mobile and the OTT and CTV side. Can you give me a really big range that allows you to be you know you know vague enough where it's not hurting you competitively? Um. I'll, I'll, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, well north of, uh, in the hundreds of millions, let me put it that way. Hundreds of, let me ask you a different question. When do you break a billion? Did it will be this year, next year? What do you think? Uh, it'll, we would grow a lot if it was next year. It'll be a few years down the pike. Okay. But, but within striking distance, right? I can see it in your no, eyes. 
It's on our it's on our map. It's that's, on our roadmap. We'll have a big celebration. That's good. Okay, so a couple hundred million through your platform, and so you, you mentioned you've got about four hundred of those customers. So I mean, is it? It sounds like most of these folks are putting call maybe what a million through your platform, something like that a year. Uh, it's it's um, it, it varies. So our customers break down into two two types of customers. One is media companies who are out selling to local SMBs and local local advertisers. And so we power the programmatic offering of cable companies, TV companies, newspapers, uh, and because they have a salesperson now calling, say, on the local auto dealer, and they're selling up a bundle of programmatic search, social, and their owned and operated inventory. Right. That's about half our business. And the other half of our business is multi-location brands. So these are the two types of you know, uh, large local advertisers. So if you think of quick service restaurants, real estate companies, uh, insurance agencies where they have hundreds or thousands of offices, we go in and customize campaigns around each one of those offices. Yep. Well, what I, I'll just be transparent with you. What I'm actually trying to do is to back into your what what your revenue is after media spend, right? So so <laughs> so if, so if, I'll do a back of the napkin here, right? If you're doing a couple hundred million right now in ad spend, call it 300 million, and we just talked about you know call it a 10 cent platform fee, right? So there's there's 30 million right there, and then if they I think you said managed services, I don't know what percent of them use managed services, but there's potentially another 30 million there. So I mean, is it, is it fair to say I won't get too specific here, but is it fair to say you guys are doing north of 25 million at this point per year? Well, well north of that. Yeah. Well, north. Okay. Very good. Well, look, I would give you more credit, but I don't want to be too yeah. specific. You can give me a better uh, number if you want. You're doing great math. You're, okay. you're a mathematician. You're fair, doing great. Fair enough. We'll leave it at that. Um, where's your future growth going to come from? Drive more ad spend, keep that 130% net revenue retention nearly going, or is it adding new product lines? Uh, so a lot of that net revenue retention comes from product lines, right? So we, we grow along or along two ways. One by, uh, we're, we're a platform. We started with uh, desktop. We had a very strong mobile solution. The next big leg uh, of growth is coming from, again, CTV and OTT uh, spend as TV advertising comes over. So that's how we're selling more to our existing customers by extending our product line. And then we're uh, continuing to add more uh, media companies who have uh, local um, and TV, cable, uh, newspapers who have local sales forces. We power their programmatic offering. Then on the flip side, we're growing very, very quickly with multi-location brands. So brands with hundreds or thousands of locations who are looking to localize uh, campaigns, both the targeting and the messaging around their uh, each of their stores. There's a lot, a lot of pressure right now um, be- just because of how much ad spend is done annually across the globe, you have trillions of dollars to remove folks like you, the middlemen. People see opportunity there. And so a lot of people have said, well, hey, block, you know, maybe blockchain can solve this. People like you would say, well, no, we add a real value. We make the dollar go further with our platform fee. Um, how do you avoid just getting undercut by someone else saying, okay, we're going to charge five cents instead of 10 cents for our platform? Yeah. So we've got to add value. So that's the one thing about being completely transparent is our customers every day can say, Hey, is, is simplify earning their fee that they're charging me every day. And can someone else do this better? Uh, and so as you see from our net recurring revenue or net revenue retention, they're voting with their with their business that we are doing well because they're adding more and more uh, spend through our platform. Um, but yeah, we've we've got to be competitive. We've got to add value. We've got to be the most efficient way for them to buy media. And especially when you look at the types of campaigns that we're running, which are high volumes of small campaigns, there's a lot of automation that has to go into. When you think about running 100,000 campaigns like we did last month. 50,000 of those were spending less than $4 a day. So there's a lot of automation that has to go into getting those campaigns up live, optimizing, reporting on them, 
and uh, and delivering the kind of performance that they expect. Last question here, Frost, before we wrap up with the famous five, and you know I saved the best for last, so prepare yourself. Hold, hold on, hold on to your armchair here. You know, a lot of companies, when they sell to a private equity firm, especially if the founders stay and are still involved, and especially if they are still on the cap table, it's not uncommon to see them actually do a take private. Uh, or sorry, not take private, but actually buy back their companies from the private equity firm. Uh, any plans from you and your co-founder to do that with GTCR? Uh, no, none at all. GTCR, they're, they're great partners. And, uh, and we're, we're sitting there alongside them. We're, we're happy and we just want to grow the investment and keep growing the company. All right. GTCR, if you're listening, you got to give this guy a raise. I mean, he's saying all the right things. Come on, <laughs> double, double the salary and frost. I want 10% if they double it. Okay. I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> that's my platform fee. All right, frost. Let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, right now it's a uh, bad blood. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Well, I was following Elon Musk, but I'm, I may need a new mentor here. <laughs> tweeting patterns recently. That's right. Number three, uh, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? Slack. No. Totally, totally been fantastic for our business. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night? Uh, between seven and eight. Go for. I try for eight and I get around seven. That's good. And what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? Uh, married for 30 something years. I got three kids. Wow. Congratulations. And how old are you? Uh, wow. I'm, uh, the ripe old age of 57, 57. Last question, Frost. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Um, you know, I wish I knew from a business side, uh, the importance of business models. Uh, I, and so just how important the business, if you're going to start a business, really look at, uh, at the business model and how much, how important it is to both have recurring revenue. And then secondly, just to build a company with a great culture, which has been a really fun thing about Simplify. Guys, focus on the business model. Simplify was taken private by GTCR back in August, September of 2017. Again, playing you know aggressively in the ad tech space. They're processing hundreds of millions of dollars of ad spend through their platform over the past 12 months. And the economics look good. It must be working. Net revenue retention annually over 130%. Their team of 250 folks deserves a lot of credit based in Texas and other remote locations. Founded in 2010, passed a million bucks in 2011, 10 million bucks around the 2013 time frame today, you know, call it doing well north of 25, 30 million bucks in revenue each year through their platform fees, management fees across about 400 paying customers. Frost, thank you so much for taking us to the top. You bet. Thanks, David.